our ancestors accepted the idea that these space aliens were gods because of superior technology. And we've been stuck with that. Along the way, as we're coming out of the Kali Yuga, some of the people that are translating the Torah said, well, maybe we'd better not tell them that Moses burned his face on the mountain because he looked up over a rock and got hit by the rocket uh, backwash from Yahweh's spaceship. Okay, so so let's call it hmm, let's call it the Holy Spirit. So every time spaceship shows up in the in the Old Testament or in the Torah, let's call it Holy Spirit, and so on and so on and so on. And we're trapped into this Elohim denial issue. Okay, so, the, so that's we, one well, of the mistranslations: is starship was changed to Holy Spirit. Well, it was a rocket ship. Okay, the 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 Rauch R A U C H is a German word taken into Yiddish. Yiddish is a um, a uh, uh, Teutonic language that was put to the Hebrew alphabet, and uh, we shouldn't go down all these rabbit holes, but anyway, so Rauch meant rocket ship, okay? It means fire in German, right? And so it was technology, and there's all kinds of technology that's described in the Old Testament. Our world is changing rapidly. Many crucial systems we depend upon are collapsing. And the most important system that is failing is the food supply. But amidst the chaos, there is a path to resilience. I have the great Marjorie Wildcraft come to the program. People who do not know her, she is kind of like the mother of ultimate preppers. And she's just, she's really good. I've spent decades finding the fastest, easiest, and funnest ways for the average person to be able to grow a lot of food. I used to be a hopeless gardener, but thanks to Marjorie, I'm growing food, and I'm really happy my family has more food security. Marjorie's webinar gave me the confidence to raise and process my own meat. Food production, and Marjorie, I want to thank you for the, the free webinar that you put out there at that website. I've already had a uh, you know, massive response from people that love your information and how you, you express the joy of learning how to grow food also in, in a small amount of space when it really counts. So thank you for all that you do, Marjorie. If you go to sarahsbackyardfarm.com, you can sign up for that seminar, that free seminar. I'll have the link below. And so if you have the opportunity, check it out, sarahsbackyardfarm.com, and you will get a ton of free, great information. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have Cliff High coming back. And... I think I haven't had him on, gosh, I don't know, since before COVID, but I've been doing this for over 10 years. So we have done interviews together many, many times. I've had him on the show over a dozen times and just not since COVID. So much has happened. So I had to get him back. There's pe people on Twitter who have been telling me, I got to get him back on. And my, one of these long interviews, this is, and this is it. I hope you enjoy it. We get into all sorts of conversation or topics and discussion. There's so much to talk about. We could talk about for hours. He had to go. I kept him for hours. And so this is really long. So part of it's going to be on Substack. And he just is like, oh my God, I got to go. I have an appointment I got to go to. And so we had to end it. But it's absolutely fascinating. But if you are a, um, whether you're Christian or is study Islam, or if you're a Jewish person, if you're really into your religion and you uh, don't like that being challenged and different thinking about different things, this show is not for you. I just want to warn you, if anything that challenges your worldview angers you and triggers you, don't bother watching it. This show is for you to hear different things. I don't agree with everything Cliff says, but what I love about Cliff is that he, and I tell him this, it's refreshing for me to talk to somebody who thinks so differently. He's not stuck in this construct. He's out there floating around trying to figure things out. And I love that about him. I love people who can float around and think differently, not because I agree with everything they say, but because I enjoy my mental thought, I enjoy thinking about it and thinking about things differently and trying to grow and create, change my, my foundation and how things work. Because there's so many questions I have about history and, and what's going on today. And, you know, I, I bring in, we talk about Mauro Biglino and Paul Wallace and all of their work and the interpretations of the Old Testament. So if that offends you, just don't watch it. There are other things. I have many shows that I do that will probably be right up your alley. This one, if it challenges your thought process and you can't handle it, 
don't watch it. But I would challenge you to grow a little bit and be able to challenge your thought process because in order for you to become secure at what you're believe you need to be able to look at things that are 100 degrees 180 degrees opposite and not have that rattle you if that rattles you then you need to work on it but the last thing we need in this video or in this show is a bunch of comments in the comment space about how we're the new age is so bad and everything else i just don't want to hear it we should all be able to think about things and figure things out. And it does not mean I believe everything that he says. And it doesn't mean that you believe everything he says just because you're watching it. I mean, you should be able to handle different ideas and different perspectives. That's my opinion. But if you can't, just turn it off and watch something else. Skip this video and go to another one. Okay, all that being said, it's super long. I kept him here for hours. He eventually had to go because he had a hard deadline and, and I wish I could have kept him another hour. But this is very fascinating conversation. Part of it's going to air on my Substack because it's too long to have uh, as my show is. Usually if a show goes much over an hour, I will uh, cut part of it off and put it on my Substack. Um, I had one with JJ Carroll that I did that too, but so many people wanted to hear what he had to say that I made that public. So I'll make that link again for JJ Carroll so that people can hear it. That's where I talk about 80,000 people's special interests are in our country and that puts us at risk. The risk of attack here is imminent if that's what he was saying and that's what people in the intelligence and military are saying that we are very at high risk here. And Cliff and I are going to talk about some of that stuff. What are some of these events that are coming up? And it ties into where we are in this world, you know, with the, the big events being financial, maybe being violence on our borders because of all these, or in our country, violence on our soil because of our borders. I mean, there's so many things that this big event, if you've heard my, the remote viewers that I had on, we talk about the big event and it makes sense based on where we're going and all the conditions that are happening, that there will be some big events coming up here, especially financial. And they're thinking maybe there's some violence coming up too. And so we're going to talk about that as well, not to scare you, but to prepare you. And that being said, I want to invite you to Marjorie Wildcraft's free seminar on how to grow your own food. She says, even if you're out of shape, you're old, you're in an apartment, you don't have any money, you got no land, she will teach you how to grow your own food. And so it's a free seminar. She has, what, 36 different experts teaching you on all the different aspects of it. And it, you can get that at sarahsbackyardfarm.com. I have a link below. Make sure you get that. And since we're talking about prepping, um, Marjorie Wolfcraft is considered like the queen of preppers. So since we're on that topic, go to my Christmas prepping gift. I have Christmas, unique Christmas gifts. And part of the unique Christmas gifts I have are prepper gifts. And the gifts may not even be maybe for you. You can get your own prepper gifts for yourself, but really interesting th stuff like learning how there's a device that you can learn how to make that can take, extract over 10 gallons of water out of the driest air. I think that's absolutely phenomenal. There's uh, energy generators that have, that you can learn how to build that has provided energy for whole towns. And you can do that for 300 bucks or less. Just so much good information. Plus I have just unique gifts in general, like the cat Bible to teach you how to talk to cats like a child. They claim that if you follow their, their, their methods that you can have conversations with your cat like a child. So if you have a cat person in your family, I highly recommend you get that. In fact, my sister wants me to buy, have my mom buy it for her. And I said, no, I'm going to get it for both of you guys. So I got to do that yet. I got to get that cat Bible for them. I'm not a cat person. I'm a dog person, but I grew up with cats and I love cats, but I love animals and I'm a dog person. So I got a couple of those. So we don't have the dog Bible, just have the cat Bible. But anyways, there's so many interesting things. I want to remind you again, this is really long. So you can go to sarahwestall.substack.com to see the rest of it. Uh, but this will probably be probably three parts. Um, the two parts that I'll air publicly and then part on Substack. So I hope you enjoy this. And here's my interview for Terry McDonald. I'm going to call Cliff my Uncle Cliff. He always says Uncle Cliff. So Terry out there, here's to you. Here's Uncle Cliff. Cliff, welcome back to the program. Hello. It's I, cold here. <laughs> it's cold there. Well, it's starting to get cold here, although this week it's really nice. It's in the 
fifties and sixties, which is really nice for this part of the area. But uh, you're mid country though, right? We're Minnesota. So we, Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's really no, you're, nice. You're cold. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're 50s down, and 60s. Uh, you're by so my sister. Down. Oh yeah. She's on the, on the coast. She's well, she's not quite on the coast, but she's in Oregon. And oh, she, okay. so she goes there like on Thanksgiving and they, and holidays and they rent a house there and just kind of by you. <laughs> yeah. Those, all those damn tourists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's a tourist from 45 yeah. minutes away, but or an hour and a yeah. half away, but you have to get through the mountains, right? In, in Oregon, you get through the mountains to get to where you're at. I'm not in Oregon, of course. I'm in Washington, right? Oh, I'm you're in Washington. Wa okay. I thought you I'm were in the, Oregon. No, I'm on the North Washington coast. Um, oh, and it's so like it's 32 degrees colder. up here. And right, right. And, but you still have to go through the Olympic, um, uh, mountain range to get into the Washington side, but you're correct about Oregon. They've got to go through the cascades in order to get over to the beach. Right. Yes, yes, yes. So I was, I don't know why I thought you were there in Oregon on the beach, but anyway, I'm so glad to have you back. It's been so long. It was the world has changed since we last talked because it was pre-COVID. We did a ton of shows before COVID and then I just hunkered down. You were in your world. We, I mean, things have changed a lot since we last talked. So we have a lot to talk about. I have been following you since. Uh, I listen because you're, you think differently. And for me, somebody who thinks differently is almost an oasis. You know, it was like a break from everyday stuff that I had to deal with. So yeah. listening to you and just thinking differently is so refreshing. That's going to be the, uh, they won't be using that word. They won't be saying so refreshing, but that will be the, <laughs> the, um, the feeling uh, that all the normies are going to have in this hyper novelty period. That's going to be next year is that everybody they're talking to is like, um, they'll think that everybody they're talking to is thinking differently. And that's not a good thing in their mind. And they're just going to come unglued by that kind of stuff. Well, how do you deal with it? Because, you know, we've been dealing with normies for a while. It just some of all these things that have been happening to me have just been so obvious. Like, why can't you say, look, this is green. Why can't you say the grass is green, people? You know, and they're saying, no, it's red. It's red. It's red. No, it's green. That's how I felt about COVID, the election. So many things, this Israel thing. It's like thing after thing after thing seems so obvious, but it's not to the average person. Correct. And the reason it's not to the average person is quite literally because their mentition is different. So consider this idea. Uh, consider that you have to, um, that you're, you're initially born as a small spark of life, and that small spark of life may become a bacteria or something, right? Then 85 million lives later, you become born as a human. Now, you may have most recently been an alligator, a kangaroo, a dog, or something, right? Some other life form in its maturation process of growing the consciousness to take on a human body. And when you do that, that's your first human body. Now, you're going to have millions of human bodies, right? You're going to have millions of lives. It's a, it's a big cycle thing. But your consciousness still has to mature even after, and probably especially after, becoming human. And so I was a dog. I was trapped for, as a dog for a long time. Okay, so dogs are loyal. And that's a huge primary thing that I bring with me, right, is that loyalty aspect. Okay, but it took me a long time to learn to think around the emotions because all of those, all of those lower life forms are training your consciousness to deal with emotion. Okay, they're not training your consciousness to think. In fact, we are part of a triune being. Okay, there's two parts of me that are greater than me that are so large, so big, they can't get shoved into this body. And so only one twelfth of one third can be shoved into this body. And that is, that is the aura the, then? No, this is this is the doer in the body. Okay, so there's three parts of every human, a thinker, a knower, and a doer. The doer is split up into 12 parts, just like a year. Just, this is why we see 12 everywhere, right? Because of as above, so below kind of crud. But only one twelfth of the doer can go in the body at a time. We're not here to think mainly, okay? We're here to experience and absorb 
and then feel about our experience and our absorbing of that experience. Okay, so it is truly, we are here to experience emotion and to feel primarily. We are the doers in the body. It is quite factual. Ours is not to reason why. Ours is but to do, then die. Okay, so what's actually going on is the vast amount of normies. I'm saying about 80%. It varies, sometimes 60%, which is where we're headed now. Um, you know, up to about 80. But the vast majority of normies do not cogitate the way that we cogitate. At some point, you will break free of the hangover of your previous lives where everything has to filter through the emotion and the emotional matrix that you brought with you. Okay, so I brought loyalty. I brought all this other shit. Other people might have been an alligator and they might be, you know, avaricious or whatever, right? Aggressive. Correct. It's going to be different for everyone. But we have to work through that in order to get to the point where we actually have mentition. Our mentition here is very, very, very small compared to mentition in our thinker. Okay. So our, our quality of thought is less than adequate for almost all circumstances, for almost all humans, almost all the time. Uh, so, so <laughs> That's an understatement, but go ahead. I know, but, but it's because we're here to learn, we're here to experience that our thinker and our knower may absorb what we're experiencing and, and thus grow. So we're actually, the doer in the body is like the funnel uh, for information, energy, uh, experience to the greater humans that are us, such that they may be able to absorb it, integrate it, and grow the whole package better. Now, this means that most of the normies, say 60 to 80% of the population, at any given moment are trapped in some kind of an emotional filter, not a mental filter. So you and that I, as, oh, it's, it's all obvious that these people are running a genocide and, and a depopulation agenda and trying to kill everybody, right? It's obvious that that shot is a murder weapon, not in any way a medicine. It's obvious that the whole vaccine industry is designed to uh, kill people and take money as they die slowly. Um, but that obviousness is only obvious once you break out of your pre-existing emotional conditioning that traps you in that particular level of thought. And it's difficult. It's very, very, very difficult. All the normies are schooled, okay? And schooling is the uh, worst possible thing you can do for learning to think because it trains you not to think, but to parrot back what is the socially accepted paradigm or understanding of what's actually going on. Mostly that's wrong. Well, and that's what's happening in all of our universities as well, too. I mean, with everything, with science, with medicine, with culture. Well, no, no, that's that's deliberate. Okay, so well, that's not that, that's that, not, not that is a lot of it when it comes to science. Right, they've been doing it for sixty years. Okay, um, so I'm seventy, and I noticed in at the around the death of Kennedy in '63 that uh, things had changed in schools. I went to school, um, part of my primary, I, I didn't go to any school in the United States, uh, in, in the nation, in the continent, um, except for a couple of months here and there. So maybe a total of, say, six months until I was in my teens, because I was. we were in Alaska, we were in all these foreign places. So I went to schools that were not part of the, the American school system. So when I came back to the U.S., I'd had calculus, I'd had advanced math, I'd had four languages, and, you know, I'm 15. And it's like, boy, all these people are stupid. And the, and the instructors yeah. are stupid. Uh, and, the, and the high school yeah. is stupid, right? It was so stupid that I graduated early. I had so many credits that when, we, when my dad finally got to the place he was going to retire up here in the Northwest, I just had so many credits, I just, like, cashiered out of school early and didn't go for the last... Mm, most of a year and uh you know didn't go to graduation or any of that kind of stuff it had no meaning to me because that was the socialized the socialization aspect of it that is intended to keep the normies in the herd so um it's a design system and they designed and they started manipulating the schools uh in the 60s about the same time they killed kennedy to produce what we have now so it took the say in 1890 they started the um, people that would become the Bolsheviks 
started sending uh, Jewish people down to uh, China to uh, uh, become um, citizens of China, infiltrate and find people to work uh, with them. Are you tired of supporting globalist agendas with your hard-earned money? Sick of the impersonal big box store experience? Concerned about the safety of everyday products you use at home? Look no further. The Freedom Buying Club is here to revolutionize the way you shop and live. Say goodbye to questionable ingredients and harmful chemicals. They provide a carefully curated selection of safe and non-toxic everyday products from fluoride-free toothpaste to safe cleaning supplies. Your health and well-being matter. And my new favorite is their all-natural beef selection. Taste the difference with their premium all-natural beef. Their commitment to quality means you savor every bite with confidence. No hormones, no antibiotics, just pure delicious goodness. And the best part is it's delivered right to your door. Enjoy the convenience of doorstep delivery. No more endless aisles or crowded checkout lines. They bring your selection straight to your home, saving you time and hassle. Join the Freedom Buying Club today and embrace a new era of shopping where you have the power to make choices that align with your values. Take control of your purchases, support local businesses, and prioritize your well-being. Your gateway to independence is just one click away. So I urge you to go to their website at freedombuyingclub.com and you can start your independence today. Those people that they sent down created the communist revolution that came 50 years later. Okay, so they have a 50-year time frame. Wow. So they've been working on this for that long. Now, it's all it's all crapping out on them. It's all breaking down. They've they've uh, run into a confluence of circumstances that they're not going to be able to overcome nor continue. So they've no, been continuing this for centuries and it's all breaking down. But why? Is it breaking down because their plan just doesn't work? Or because the those of us are waking up and pointing it out and fighting back, or both. No, we're we're a symptom. Okay, those of us oh, are we're waking up and yeah. we're we're waking up and pointing it out. But it's universe that's causing this at a very grand scale, uh, because the our solar system is in a sinusoidal orbit up and down around the edge of the galaxy. We get more emanations from galactic center at a predictable period of time that we call the Bronze Age, the Silver Age, and the Golden Age. We're starting, we're 326 years into this new ascending Bronze Age. The energies coming on in will not support what used to happen in the Kali Yuga. So it's no good for them trying. They're so stupid, they're going to continue trying because they have no other options, right? Once you're trapped as a tyrannical dictator, you can't just tell everybody, oh, okay, I'm done with that. We're going to go and do something else, right? It just doesn't work. And so they're in that bind. They're, they have to keep on. They only know one plan. It, it cannot physically work anymore because the energies are not there to support it. And uh, they're running into all of these difficulties that we're now seeing. So it's taken people a lot less time to wake up to Israeli genocide of Gaza than it took them to wake up to COVID, right? So That's those true. three yeah. people of waking up to COVID shocked so many people that they've caught on to Israeli genocide in mere weeks. Well, so don't you think the really Ukraine tough. thing... The Ukraine thing that took them longer too. to wake up too, and then yeah. this one was like really fast. But the yes. media, the media is still supporting it, which is quite strange. No, it's not. They're you don't think enemy. so? No, you, you, I think it's quite quite necessary that they support it. They must because they are a uh, Israelis, dual citizens, own all of the media. B, most of the media is disproportionately Jewish. And uh, C, they must support it because of who their bosses are. That's, that's so, true. Okay, so we don't, humans don't have a violence problem, um, except that we don't know how to do it well, really, truly. Okay, so we're bad at it, okay? Humans don't have a Jewish problem. We don't have an Islam problem. Uh, we don't have a Christian problem. We don't have an interreligion problem. We have an Elohim denial problem. Okay, so in it's starting to warm up a little tiny bit in here, but uh, in our history, these space aliens came down and they conquered us, and they conquered great chunks of humanity. Not all of us, because even then we were very numerous. These people um, went by many names based on what region they they were in conquering. Myself and a bunch of uh, old farts online have done some research. 
And, and we're in the general consensus that there were probably a quarter of a million of these space aliens that invaded and, and took us over. Wow. Uh, we think okay. That, okay, the Bible tells us that uh, the head, okay, the Old Testament, the Torah, tells us explicitly that the head of all the space aliens was a guy called El Elyon. Okay, E-L-Y-O-N. And everybody was an L because that's the designation for that species. Anyway, this guy headed up, El Elyon was, we translate that, that's translated into the Bible. Every time you see the words, Most High God, that's what they're translating. It does not mean Most High God. It's a guy's name, and he's the head of the, of the quote, divine council. It was only divine because they told us that they were our gods. We only accepted it, our ancestors only accepted it, because they were trapped in the Kali Yuga and had reduced mentition because they're not getting enough uh, energy from galactic center. I kid you not. Consciousness functions off of galactic center all the way out through all of our galaxy. Our, our, our environment is so much more complex than our grit-focused science would would understand okay so i can get diverted into that but we shouldn't but anyway they um so our ancestors accepted the idea that these space aliens were gods because of superior technology and we've been stuck with that along the way as we're coming out of the kali yuga some of the people that are translating the torah said well maybe we'd better not tell them that moses burned his face on the mountain because he looked up over a rock and got hit by the rocket uh, backwash from Yahweh's spaceship. Okay, so so let's call it hmm, let's call it the Holy Spirit. So every time spaceship shows up in the in the Old Testament or in the Torah, let's call it Holy Spirit, and so on and so on and so on. And we're trapped into this Elohim denial issue. Okay, so, the, so that's we, one well, of the mistranslations. The starship was changed to Holy Spirit. Well, it was a rocket ship. Okay, the 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 Rauch. R-A-U-C-H is a German word taken into Yiddish. Yiddish is a, um, a, a Teutonic language that was put to the Hebrew alphabet. And I mean, shouldn't go down all these rabbit holes. But anyway, so Rauch meant rocket ship. Okay, it means fire in German, right? And so it was technology. And there's all kinds of technology that's described in the Old Testament. Our ancestors, however beaten down, however deluded they may have been, were not inaccurate in recording this stuff, right? And Elohim, by the way, is plural. There were lots of these guys. That's right. So yeah. there, there, were, there were at least 200 and likely 600 primary L. Okay, primary of that species, there were probably 600 of them. There were 250,000 beings of, of all assorted kinds, many of them humanoids, right? Or humans that had been, let's say, captured and mind-controlled, we don't know. Um, and these are the people that came down and conquered India and became the Devas. These are the people that conquered Greece and became their pantheon of gods. Same with Rome, same with Mesoamerica, same with the Essenes, who later on become the Judeans. Uh, so we have an Elohim denial problem on this planet. Uh, the Jews look at it, those who can read Hebrew. Very, very few of them can ever read Hebrew. So they're really in a trapped in a bind. They've got to believe what the rabbis are telling them. And the rabbis say, no, Elohim does not mean gods. It means the multiplicity of God in this um, diverse, oh. non-corporeal, monotheistic way, right? So they're lying, again, continuously. The whole rabbi, the whole rabbinical council, everybody who Do they know? Yeah, yeah, they know. They, they just are lying. Not. Same with the Vatican. They know they're lying. They know. They know. It's yeah. a, not in their interest to tell the truth. They're incentivized to continue to lie because they must try and maintain the conditions that allowed them to, to flourish in the Kali Yuga. Plus, there's this other aspect of that. On the other side of them, the L still exist. Mm. These people are still bound and still controlled by the L, who are not dead not they may have been gone to the point we can't see them but they haven't left uh so it's Do you a think they're still here on this planet i think there's a likelihood that antarctica houses some of them yes that's why I, the the top um politicians and the pope everybody, and everybody goes, goes, to goes down to antarctica because yep. why the heck would you yep. go to antarctica 
unless there yep, was yep, something yep. more meaningful. And that's why no regular human can go there. Okay. So there's something to know about the L. We have all kinds of information that was written down in all kinds of different cultures about these guys. Um, I've got a bunch of friends of mine. We're all old farts. We got nothing better to do. So we hunt through all these old languages. And we've discovered some levels of commonality, no matter who they or how they are described, the whether it's Mesoamerica or uh, the Torah or the Talmud or the Babylonian Talmud or the you know Mahabharata or any of these other books, the L, if you read down into that, are described in, in the same way in terms of their physicality, okay? And they have an aversion to humans. A terrible, terrible aversion. Now, these these beings, the 600L um, of that species, are very long-lived, okay, naturally. So they may live six, 700 years with no real uh, effort. But within their electromagnetic bubble, which I think provides them some level of extra capture or mimicking of the galactic uh, emanations, they might live 10, 20,000 years. Okay, seriously long time. This distorts your mind, okay? It makes you so afraid of dying because you've got such a long life ahead of you that it distorts your mind all the way through. It distorts your mind on all these other different parameters. You don't think as, as the same way as a short-lived species at all. And as a result of that, we find that they do weird things. So in the Torah and in the Old Testament, the word Christ means anointed one. Okay, but none of the Christians, none of the, the Jews ever, the Jews don't like Christ. They think he's a blasphemer and an idolater. Yep. And he's in the Talmud uh, sentences him to uh, an eternity being boiled in feces. Okay, uh, so they're not nice about Jesus, right? But uh, he was a GMO guy. He was uh, genetically modified. And um, even him... Okay, he was. It took him 191 years to create Adam. Took him another seven years to create Eve, and it took him almost 900 years to get to the point where they created Jesus. They were after something. We don't know what. Okay, uh, because they left shortly after that because of battles and stuff. But in any event, so they even with their prize, even with Jesus, the prize that they took out of the tomb and took with them, even that being had to be doused completely covered in the mouth, ears, everywhere with oils, all of these anointing oils, which if you go read in the Old Testament and read in the, the Torah, you get the exact formula for it. And it is a huge antifungal, antimicrobial, antibiotic uh, herbal solution all over you that had a particular kind of a smell. So, you know, the cone hits, right? Yeah. They're, they're related to the L, okay? The the same kind of process affects the L, and the L are very disturbed by bad smells. So they don't like being out and about with humans. Their gongs, their uh, structured uh, force fields, the Garden of Eden was a force field over a particular area in, Meso or in uh, Mesopotamia, uh, just north of Judea. Um, those keep humans out. They keep other animals out. It, it is said in other non-Christian, non-Jewish literature, Hindu and Japanese and so on, that the guns, the radioactive uh, electromagnetic shield, was so intense that not a fly, not a tick could cross through it. Wow. Okay. Humans couldn't take it. It would just fry your mind and you'd just flee it. Same thing with deer and all these other kinds of animals. Um so the L are very paranoid about dying. And uh do they thus, reincarnate? Like you you believe that we all reincarnate, which is what I know, your science I know we and your belief. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. evidence to that. Yeah. Do they? No, I have personal I have personal experience of that. I have no way oh. of knowing. It would be speculation. Okay. Uh, I suspect that they probably do, and it really freaks them out. Okay, because they have to start over again, because they are bound by karma just like us, right? Uh, we also know that the L are not the inventors of the technology that they've used. They came here from somewhere else, and they've been going along destroying civilizations and, and taking their technology and stuff as, as they move along. They're like the and, Borg. Well, sort of an organic version, right? They don't make themselves uh, mechanical. Um, they're really into 
uh, biology at a deep level, and they want to achieve the ability to create life, but they can't. The most they can do is genetically modify existing life. So, okay, so when Wait, they came... Hang on, you, hang on. Oh, go ahead. All right, let's not, let's not get too much deeper into them just yet. Our problem is that all the religions deny the Elohim, even though they worship them. So Christians are worshiping Elohim if Yahweh or their or any god based on the Bible, because that Bible is a translation of the Old Testament in which the Elohim, that word has been translated into God. Mm -hmm. So Christians are worshiping the Elohim, even though they deny him. The Jews are worshiping Elohim, even though they deny him. The Muslims yeah. don't deny it that that Muhammad was given the Quran by Gabriel. I misspoke. It isn't Michael. It was Gabriel, the angel Gabriel. He's an archangel as well. But but everybody in all the religions, they don't go so far as to say, oh, hmm, I'm worshiping a space alien. You know? Well, so, it makes them so feel we, like it looks stupid in their opinion. People, I've had Mauro Biglino on a lot. And I, I recently interviewed Paul Wallace, who works with Mauro He's a cool Biglino. guy. He's yeah. awesome. And the people, though, if you challenge their religious thought, they get really angry. And in my opinion, it doesn't conflict with an overall God or a creator, a big Correct. picture God. It just Correct. says, hey, maybe we've been snowed a little bit, and maybe this will answer some questions that we have. And in fact, there's there's 35 or so million people that have come exactly to that conclusion from way back when in a religion that they call Jainism, J-A-I-N, mm. right? In Jainism, as with the Sikh, uh, in India, there's no corporeal God. In fact, God cannot be corporeal because that means it's down here with us and it's just another fucktard, right? Another another walking around what the hell kind of thing, right? So, uh, so their religion denies that the Elohim are God explicitly, whereas everybody else is saying, oh, yeah, yeah, you're here, you're eight feet tall, you can kill me with your thinking, and so, yeah, you're my God, right? They can't be so I do not blame these individuals, okay? So if I had encountered the Elohim after recently being born as a human, I would think I'm a god because I can't think, right? Mm -hmm. You can't discriminate. You're trapped in the emotions, and, and you are trapped in the emotions. So we probably all run across someone that you could play in the sense of getting them into an emotional state mm -hmm. and they can't get out of it, right? Yes. Uh, so you can get some people angry and once you start them getting angry, there's no way to back them down and it, and it always ends badly. Okay, and these people like should never drink and all of that sort of thing, right? But there's also, everybody has that, that level of an emotional trigger that it is difficult for them to shed because that's our nature. As humans, we must absorb and integrate all this emotional stuff to take back with us. Understand that reality, after we're dead, there is feeling but not sensation. Hmm. Okay, so you will feel emotions, and so this is what we might call hell. So after you die, you've got to integrate all the shit you've gone through. Uh, your body is, is converted, your soul is converted into a single iridescent drop, a coating on that drop of intuition that you take to your next life. Uh, and it gets rendered down in a process that we could analog, uh, say it has an analog to heat, okay? But there's another component of that. Your consciousness, you've got to live through everything that's ever happened to you, and you've got to absorb all of the stuff that's happened and integrate it into your being. And, and you do this in this active process for a while, and then you go into what's known as the, your long sleep, right? And in that long sleep is when you really get in there and get into all of this stuff. Now, you do not have a body. There is no physical sensation. But you, as an isolated little chunk of consciousness, will have emotion. Many people find that to be hell. Okay? Mm. Okay, because think about it. You're going to go up to every single decision you ever made. It would be kind of hellish. And you're going to regret them all. Yeah, it's kind of the one you did badly. Well, right? they they but, don't, but they go through good ones too, right? I mean, it's everything. Sure, 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 yeah. sure, sure, sure. Every everything, everything. But some people don't live good lives. Mm -hmm. Okay, some people don't have much in their lives. It's all pain and suffering, especially these days. Okay, mm -hmm. so I find that in my examination of our reality, 
that a lot of the people that are trapped in fentanyl and a lot of the other kinds of addictions are youngish humans, right? They're within the mass of the normies and they have yet to graduate uh, to like real self-awareness. Okay. So the mass of mass of normies is not awake and can never be awake. What can, what is happening now and what can happen is that we whittle down that 80% of un, unaware humans down to about maybe 50 or 60% by getting this extra 30% in there to become aware of stuff. They're not really awake, but they're more aware. That transmits into the body, the body politic, I call it, the body of humanity. And they, because they are compliant and because they are uh, a part of a social herd, they adopt what that leading 30% uh, uh, group has adopted. And so they will now start thinking like that 30% group, but they're just basically parroting a conclusion and, and accepting a conclusion delivered to them by others. They have not originated that conclusion for themselves. Okay, many of them would not do it up until the point of a gun to their head. They wouldn't understand that they're being genocided, that sort of a thing. It's that difficult to get through to the normie mindset because of the nature of humanity, because our, our reality is so much more complex than we're told by the people that think it's all grit glued together. Wasn't well, it incredibly frustrating, though, for those of us who aren't, who are seeing things and we're trying to wake people up so that we can change our, our situation and they just cannot see it. Now, do you get a lot of pushback on, or yeah, I know you don't give a crap, but do you get a lot of pushback? And even maybe uh, from people who have quite a bit of power because you were bringing this stuff forward. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is why I live the way I do. Okay. This is why I live behind a cement wall. This is why I go out armed uh, wherever I go. I always have at least one weapon with me. Uh, this is why I have to now relocate one of the reasons. Um, it, I find it very interesting. Uh, okay, so a couple of things. Um, as an awake individual, you have to act without attachment to that. You have to be like Max Egan and say, I'm going to spew this stuff out, and those who may hear shall hear and react, and the others I can't do anything about. So I'm not going to attach myself to my actions that way. It, truly frees you. Okay. So I'm truly free that way. I will just say it. And if, you know, if they are able to hear and want more information, I'll give it to them, but I'm not going to try and browbeat them. I'm not going to try and get it into them. And I cannot, as a result of that, cannot take a personal interest in whether or not they survived this. Right. Uh, a lot of people will not. Okay. We have yet to come into the big die off. We have yet to come into the big a uh, really nasty part of the ugly fight that's ahead of us. Um, so and we're going to talk about that a little bit because I want to understand what you think that is. Yes. So, um, so anyway, though, so as an as a semi awake person uh, and semi self aware, you have to have to like learn detachment. You have to learn to act with non attachment to your action. Do it and just go on to the next aspect of things. It, I find it very interesting. I'm fascinated to watch all this unfold, um, especially seeing how the actions of everyone define what they're, where they are and, and, and how crystal clear it is, right? So everybody who, who supports the Israeli genocide in Gaza is an Elohim denier. By their very action, they are saying, I, I, accept the Elohim, but I deny that they were ever corporeal beings, right? And so this is going to be a real fascinating, absolutely um, uh, captivating period of time over these next few years as we go through this period where everybody that is an Elohim denier has to face that denial. Many of them will, will stay with it, okay? You'll find many Christian people that are are recent, you know, they're not, they haven't had a lot of human lives, and they're going to just stick with their viewpoint, regardless of the fact that it's been debunked. Just like you find yeah. um, uh, many Mormons now sticking with the Book of Mormon, even though they know, and it's been factually um, understood that Joseph Smith uh, invented it all, and there was never any of the stuff he said about it, and he lied totally about the whole book. And yet many of them remain faithful to the Mormonism, right? So it's an interesting kind of a situation we're coming to, but it's going to be ever so much more in our faces relative to 
uh, Christianity, uh, Judaism, and Muslim uh, than we have with the uh, with the Mormons, because we're going to have to deal with space aliens. And the instant we get to deal with space aliens, the instant government has to react and acknowledge them, we cross a barrier, that uh, a threshold that we can never go back over, which is the ignorance of space alien interaction with humans. And once you acknowledge that, then you have to acknowledge that they are likely all of the gods of all of the religions. So when will that happen? When will we run across? Within, go ahead. Within two years. Really? It'll it's be happening. one and a half. It's happening now. Okay, so um, uh, in 2021, uh, the, uh, it, okay, so if you take a baseline from uh, 2010 to 2020 and average all the UFO activity across all that entire decade and say that that was our decadal baseline, then 2021 blew that decadal baseline completely out of the water fivefold. Okay, there were five times as many UFO encounters, interactions, five times as much words written about them than we had in, in any time in that previous decade. And it's been doing nothing but growing since then. It's now gotten to the point where um, I'm having pilots send me frequencies to monitor where all that is is commercial pilots and um, chattering to each other about sky anomalies. Damn, that sky anomaly almost crashed me. You know, they're they're zipping around right next to the to the airplanes. They're freaking out the pilots, and these and guys are discussing it. And don't you have night goggles? You you were telling us you long time ago that you can wear these things and you can see them yourself all the time, sure, all sure. over the place. Especially out here on the coast. Especially out here on the coast. Uh it's gotten to the point where it's boring. Okay. There's anytime I care to go out um uh pre-dawn. I will see activity that is not Skylink and it's not airplanes. That's so cool, though. I mean, it's that that is pretty interesting. I've had um, Dick Allgaier, you know, the remote viewers and sure. Reardon and Taz Smith and stuff on multiple times. And they're saying the same thing you are. Within a few years, we're going to start integrating and we're going to be living amongst or with the aliens to the point where we just are used to them, like interacting with them. They are different dimensions, but we'll get to a point where we can, that, I you don't, don't believe that. that. Okay, tell no. you tell me what okay. you think. Okay, so uh, energetically, there's no energy math that supports, okay, so let me back up. All of the mathematics at the physics level that people are, are claiming would support the idea of human traversable wormholes or other dimensions. All of those are based on a quantum and an Einsteinian viewpoint that is 100% wrong. Okay, so if Einstein is wrong, then everything that is built on top of him is wrong. And we don't have multiple dimensions. You cannot work out an energy math that would allow mass in the form of corporeal reality to transmit to another frequency of any kind. Okay. In the process, by the way, if you think about it, changing the frequency of your body to something else would kill you. It would kill you on so many different levels. It's it's just uh, absurd but to even could, consider it. Couldn't certain beings exist in frequencies that we can't see? Because we only see that, just that's a, a different, small. That's a different. Okay. okay. So that's a different area. Okay. So science, Einsteinian science, the quantum guys say that uh, there's dark matter out there. Okay, the, the, the math doesn't add up, they say. The universe is far more massive than the stuff we can see and measure. Yep, so yep. there must be something we can't see, right? This is factual. There's something we can't see that accounts for 98% of the mass of universe and about 80% of the gravity of universe. Okay, this is a thing we can't see. It's plasma, all right? It is not dark matter. It is not actually material. It is plasma that can at any given time become material if its complexity changes slightly and that frequency is upgraded, it will actually become matter. So energy becomes matter, not the other way. So E equals MC squared is, is, is ass backwards, right? Um, but in any event, so we don't have uh, a frequency out here that I can't see that is not um, accessible to me. So there are frequencies I can't see, ultraviolet, infrared, x-rays, and so on. But there's no x-ray being out there. There's no being living in the frequency of x-rays that's going to be able to transmit down into our level of, of um, 
uh, light, uh, of material light, and exist because they would have left their frequency, they would die on the process. This, this is a non sequitur, right? Life, can't, life is a specific frequency itself and cannot change that frequency. When it does change that frequency, we call it death. All right, so this happens. So you don't think there's living beings in a frequency that we just can't see? Correct. That's not, no. That, that's, that's interesting. You know, it's okay, all plasma. Many things that, right. There's many things we can't see, and there's many effects of consciousness, but these are not corporeal beings in a corporeal form that could A, become corporeal in our realm, or is corporeal in any way that we could measure. This is where it gets difficult, okay? Um, you have to know that we're all consciousness. We are consciousness in the greater consciousness of universe. And the greater consciousness of universe, in a sense, smooshed away some of its consciousness in order to create a space where matter can exist, in order that this experiment that we call life should continue. In doing so, uh, there were certain um, parameters that had to be uh, followed to make it all cohesive and so on. And so uh, it's not as though there are millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of frequencies and that there's a world like ours in each and every one of these frequencies. This idea percolates through humans, but there's absolutely no evidence for it at all. And it all goes back to Einsteinian quantum math, which is bogus, is bad. Also, the Large Hadron Collider has repeatedly proved that that is not factual. Okay, that we've spent all these billions of dollars in the largest science experiments outside of the genocide of the COVID shots, and um, we've yielded nothing. Every single one of the particles they find, they keep going down deeper and deeper and deeper, and universe will allow them to keep finding particles indefinitely, but none of those particles are the God particle. None of those things are in any way a transition to another dimension. And electrogravitics does not work that way. So in 1954, we conquered gravity. T. Townsend Brown did it, okay? And then everything that he did from that disappeared into the dark hole of our science. So I buy the idea when the, the deep scientists say, uh, we can now uh, take E.T. home. I, I believe that. I think they've conquered gravity and they have electrogravitics and any number of the UFOs that we see are likely uh, human-made. Okay? Well, I think that's true because I've talked to people who are on the forefront of space and they say that we, this was, gosh, five, six years ago, I was told that we can get to Mars in three days. We just don't have the technology to stop. I mean, so they have the ability to do a lot. Right. And so here's the thing. Um Our, our universe uh, has been described to us in a particular way by these Elohim denial cults. They're, a lot of them are doing it for their own purposes of uh, obscuring the, our reality such that we won't wake up. But many of them are captured. So um, uh, there's this physicist, um, Eric Weinstein. Okay, and he's always frustrated. He's just so frustrated because of what has happened with Einstein. So as soon as we got rid of Tesla, all of our inventions just dried up, right? Yeah. As soon as we stopped dealing with the ether, we went into a period where we just had incremental improvement and we're in this shithole of a of a world now, right? The dark uh, science ages. Exactly. Really and are. Einstein, he's he's frustrated because he sees this, but he doesn't understand his participation in it, right? Uh he came up with a, a a theory of everything that su supposedly, um, uh, you know, unifies all of this stuff, but it doesn't do anything for us. It's in no way good. It doesn't activate anything. We can't make devices out of it or whatever. And all these people keep proving that Einstein is wrong. And they keep doing it from all these different viewpoints, assuming that he's right, because they're told he's right mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. the Elohim denial community has captured science the same way they've captured uh, religion, law, media, and so on, right? And we're coming up, in my opinion, this period of time that we're in now with the extra energies coming in from the galactic center and having come out of the Kali Yuga and all of that kind of stuff, we're coming into an, uh, a period of time where universe won't support uh, stupid thinking, okay? You can be stupid all you want, but we can't have a collective uh, stupid thinking 
ethos and paradigm. It just is not going to work. People like myself are falling We're away reject from it. We're just, I'm not following. I am not going to follow I'm you. I get involved in that. Yeah. yeah. You know, you people are so, <laughs> so full of it. Right. Yeah. Um, and people are going to react badly to this because that all, that's all the normies have. They think Einstein's a good guy, all of this other kind of bullshit that they've been sold. And so this is part of the hyper novelty. So, um, so Carrie Cassidy uh, is extremely wrong, in my opinion, and she's misstating my position. She thinks that I'm saying that there's going to be some kind of giant earth changes or something next year. I know that all of this earth changes shit going back over 60 years is a manufactured meme that's going through humans, and it is driven by the WEF. There's never been a pole shift. We have wandering poles that wander continuously. The uh, There's never been a micro-nova. Uh, the cataclysms that we have on Earth are not cyclic the way that these people think that they are, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not saying anything at all about next April being any kind of, a, of Earth changes or any of that sort of shit. And no, you can't have a solar ejecta hit the Earth in the San Juan plate and set off Yellowstone or any of these others. Yellowstone is a defunct supervolcano. It's not It's not packed. It used to have, I think, 400 Mount St. Helens-sized volcanoes all over it. And when it blew, it blew them all to hell. And it's just basically a, a blown out pool now, just the way St. Helens. It's got a lot of activity, but it's never going to erupt the way it had because it's no longer pressurized by that big mass. And that's the way it is with Yellowstone. So they're putting all of these different, they're attaching their emotional attachment to fear and saying, oh, I'm now afraid of that object, right? They have fear, they have that emotion, they're feeling, and they're just attaching it to these various different points one after the other. And I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that by next April, people like myself, people like you, will be able to look around us and say, there has been a big change in the way the normies are behaving. Now, I'm here saying today that that big change in the way the normies are behaving will keep going until in maybe June or so, the normies themselves will recognize that they're now behaving differently. And that'll freak them out even more. Well, okay. I'm starting well, to see it already, though, aren't you? Exactly, I mean, exactly. Okay. It's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's a continuum. It's, it's a just a threshold will start to max out. Correct. So that's what I'm saying is happening next April. I'm not talking about earth changes or any of that kind of stuff. What I'm talking about is crossing a threshold to where all of the woo people will be able to say, damn, you know, he was right. I'm seeing it everywhere. So just now you're seeing it spotty. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're seeing mm -hmm. individuals where there's a little bit more sparkle in the eye and they're a little bit more wary or whatever, right? April next year is going to be everywhere. And then by June, the people that are feeling it will say, hmm, What's wrong with me? What's happening to me? I'm feeling something different. And this is very unusual, right? And so they will they will be feeling the wave of awakening that is shifting the whole normie herd more towards the woo of the world and less towards the Einsteins of the world, right? Less towards the Elohim deniers. Getting back to my point, humanity does not have a Jew problem. It doesn't have a Christian problem. It doesn't have a Muslim problem. It has an Elohim denial problem. If you deny the Elohim are corporeal, that is to say you're denying their space aliens and you're worshiping them, you are part of our problem because you're denying that these space aliens came down and fucked us over royally, okay? And they are, in fact, factual. They're corporeal. So you're denying your own source books because the, the Torah says, That's hey, right, these the guys came down and kicked our ass. They have to look at the original source documents. And because I, I got a lot of people push back when I had Paul Wallace on. I'm like, well, there's nothing bad about looking at source documents and trying to figure out where the mistranslations are. That can yes, only is. be good. Is. Well, to them, but not Correct. to me. <laughs> because because it, it distorts distorts their mind That's relative right. to what they think they knew. So now imagine that pushback from millions of people next year. Millions that of is, people yeah, went through that. I, I can I can imagine that. That's okay. hyper novelty. That is um, yeah, so that I every, want hyper novelty every, anymore, Cliff. I think I'm done learning. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> okay. Um, now is a bad time to check out, though. <laughs> so no, much I'm just saying. <laughs> I've had enough of COVID and the election and Afghanistan and Gaza and and walking being the only one in the town walking without a mask on. I mean, I've had yeah. enough. <laughs> But, oh, I, I, the, the mask holes assaulting me in Safeway, you know, I'm an old man, right? I look like an old man. And these, these young compliant assholes were coming on up and giving me shit about, uh, you know, not wearing a mask. No. Now, the one that I really enjoyed doing that, having that guy do it to me was when a guy came up to me when I was using the restroom, using a urinal in a Safeway store. And he started assaulting me. Did about, you just turn and pee on him? I, you got it. I turned and peed all of his shoes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I told him to piss off. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, the number of times I was verbally assaulted. I remember this woman came up to me just yelling at me. I was looking around to see who she was yelling at. And it was me. <laughs> Just yeah. Good yeah. yeah.